Royal Credit Union Smart Checking Accounts offer no monthly fees and no minimum balance. Make the switch to a Royal Checking Account and you'll also get real-time transaction alerts, free mobile check deposits, and surcharge-free access to over 40,000 ATMs across the U.S. Enjoy financial freedom with no minimum balance and no monthly fees when you switch to Royal Smart Checking Account. Learn more and open your Royal Credit Union Smart Checking Account online at rcu.org slash go checking. Insured by NCUA. The Minnesota Wild are still sputtering, but the engine is at least turning over. Kind of. We talk ups and downs of this past week, plus check in with Sammy Walker, who is patiently waiting for that call in the coach's office for a reassignment to St. Paul. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Greenbelt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 164. Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at SodaStick. Don't forget to add code BARDOWNBEAUTIES at checkout for 15% off all of your purchases. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Bar Down Beauties, episode 164. I'm bringing the energy despite literally having none because the wild have been killing us slowly, not softly. Shout out to a great song. Uh, with game after game after game. They do, however, improve to 3-2-1 in this homestand with one more game to go here as we are recording this on a Sunday. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com. She's Kirsten Kroll, the face of your in-arena game uh, Kirsten, this homestand, uh, you surviving. How are you surviving? First of all, um, I feel a little dead inside four games yeah. this week now and yeah, I'm tired and there's another game on Tuesday, so we're mm-hmm. not done. We're almost through the thick of the homestand, but no, it is still ongoing. It feels never ending. Um, and not to mention a handful of shootout games on this mm-hmm. homestand as well. So yes. extra, extra hockey. Yeah, no, I love writing multiple stories at the same time. Another almost exciting news, Minnesota Wild acquire number one center Ryan O'Reilly from the St. Louis Blues, Fred's St. Louis Blues, mind you, and then promptly trade him 12 seconds later as part of a three-way trade with the Blues and Toronto. Basically, how I can best explain it, it was a lot going on. Uh, Minnesota jumps in and is basically a conduit between St. Louis and Toronto to get this done. Uh, They take on 25% of Ryan O'Reilly's contract and get rid of Josh Piller, who was a prospect down uh, in Iowa. In exchange, they get a future pick, 2025, fourth round, which people are probably like, what is this? This makes no sense. This is stupid. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. It's $74,000, which to you and me, a lot of money, but to the Minnesota wild, not a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's really nothing. It means nothing to me, but uh, I was very excited in the press box, Fred and Kirsten, because I thought that maybe they legit got Ryan O'Reilly, but my mind was like, you gave away probably everything that they have in order to acquire 
such a large pick. And I know I texted you guys my inside deets that there was going down. Were you guys excited? Did you believe me at first? I believed you, but I wasn't happy about it because for one, I don't think this is the season for the wild to get mm. a rental. So fans, wild fans can be mad at me for saying that. I just think it would be a waste this season. Quite honestly, I've been less than impressed. I'm going to keep it real. It just, I love the idea of continuing to plan for the future. Cause this team as of late fighting for a playoff spot has not shown me that they really want to make the playoffs. Um, but Ryan O'Reilly, the best center we have had for about the 12 seconds that he was here. <laughs> what Fred? was your favorite memory of him? Oh man. There's so, so many, many right? Fred, I'm going to get you a Minnesota wild O'Reilly shirt. Just to, I would to love wear. that to be right? honest with you. I, I think, would love it. you know, absolutely Thanks for the memes. Thanks for the memes. Ryan O'Reilly hands down, like one of the best centers, truly like, great oh, yeah. face off, but he's getting old too. Like, I kind of feel like that's a haul that, uh, St. Louis gets back and St. Louis obviously kind of dead in the water. They're pretty much done. So I'm sure you'll see more names getting on their way out. I agree with you. Let's talk about that trading. I don't want Bill Guerin to do anything anymore. Like I'm kind of just meh, you know, like there's this team isn't to me a contender anyway. Um, I don't see what the point is in getting rid of anything of value. Now, yes, you look at Matt Dumba and, you know, maybe like a Jordan Greenway, who I don't think will be with the team come next season, regardless. Uh, Greenway does still have a couple years on his contract. Dumba obviously can walk into free agency. Um, so, I mean, if you get something back, that's fine. But I don't see Bill Guerin needing to move any pieces, not even just for a rental, even for a long term, just because what's the point? Well, you don't have to do it this year right now come deadline. For sure. And also, too, I mean, when you have I'm going to throw people under the bus here, John Merrill, Alex Goligoski out there lately, <laughs> not impressed. Um, there's a lot that they need to work on, not just those two. Do the you team. think so you getting think a rental can... player is just a waste? I want that. I agree with you. I don't want Billy G to do anything unless he's planning for the future. Do you think you could play better defense than Goligoski or John Merrill has been playing? I can't skate. Therefore, I'd make a great brick wall. I could just keep blocking shots just left and right. <laughs> I mean, so potentially, yes. I'll camp in front of the net. I won't feel bad about it. I mean, there is much of a pylon <laughs> or a cone out there camp as you in are. Front of net? Like that literally just means you can't move. <laughs> it's yeah, not even a choice. But she wouldn't point. be able to move anyway. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be that team player that just block shots. I'll do it. Mm. So Dedication. let me ask, let me ask this real fast. Like, why don't we just blow it up? Why That's don't what we I want. get the picks for the people? Like, like at least make some of these people are really going to be gone at the end of the year worth it and get some picks back. Right. I mean, at this point you're barely in there, right? No, that's dumb. I'm not even going to just, no, I <laughs> just, but okay, like now I know what your blow, husband feels like. Don't blow it up because speaking of blowing no. it up though, like shout out to St. Louis for doing what they're doing as much as their arrival. And you don't you like to see them struggling right now. Like we love that, but they're preparing for the future, which is scary with the wild's history with St. Louis. Now Nashville needs to accept the same fate. Like they're not making the playoffs this year. They need to just can they need to do a full on rebuild as well at this point, pretty much just sell, do what St. Louis is doing, accept their fate. But the wild just love making the playoffs and love hanging their hat on making the playoffs. And they do that with this team. I don't. And the reason you're not going to get 
anything back, you know, for a Dumba or Greenaway because nobody wants them. Nobody's going to want to take on the contract of Dumba for what his play is, is not worth it. So it's nobody's going to want to take that. I mean, if you can get a bag of pucks for him, I don't even know if you can get that. Like, I don't think people are calling. I think that's why you can't separate it. And you're right. We've long said that there are, to me, there are three players that are untradeable and the rest technically could be up for grabs, but I just don't see Bill Guerin wanting to tear everything down. I think he wants to like, there is some good in there. It's mediocre. It's Minnesota mediocre at its very best. I think. So I think that's why you don't go the St. Louis route. Plus St. Louis has a cup, right? Like that's, I mean, what do they care? They can just go rebuild and try again another time. But they already at least have that like Minnesota just is content. They're content. That's the best way to put it. It's like that boyfriend that, you know, is nice. And it's like, oh, I mean, I could break up with them, but I'm content. So I'll stick with it. It's fine. I mean, it's a losing game, losing strategy in the end, because you're going to be miserable. You're going to see the hot guy with the cup later on down the road. But you're like, but I'm content. So why not change it? Because you don't. That's what I don't understand. It's like everyone with the wild, they're always content with the first round exit. It's like, oh, we're going to kind of keep enough pieces and then maybe we'll get to the playoffs and then we're going to get knocked out. So it's like, why not change it up? Why not blow it up? Blow the dam up. Come on. I have so many mixed thoughts right now. I just, for selfish reasons, I want to make the playoffs because that's more work for me. And I love to see Minnesota. It gives us something else to do. It gives us something to cheer about until they're knocked out. But I really see them stuck in the same position for the rest of their time that they're spending in cap hell purgatory. So I see arguments to blow it up in a way, but also, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm very split. Mm. Yeah. You, you, all right, Fred, you right. Like it's no, that's just not what we do in Minnesota. We're yeah, passive aggressive. It's not what you do and you never get championships. Just... <laughs> yeah. It's I just want one. I know. I know. Moment of silence. It's like a million yard stare you just got there. Just imagining what it would be like prancing through the field with the Stanley Cup. <laughs> it's a beautiful image. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get there with John Merrill and Alex Oligoski playing. I will tell you that. It had guys. to be said. It had, had to be, be said. said. Which brings me up to my next point, the Kalen Addison debate. So from my what I'm seeing, and because this is all happening during the homestand, we're getting a little extra peek behind the curtain for you guys, right? We spoke with Addison on his uh, healthy scratch after the first one, I think, maybe the second one. He's now been healthy scratched three games. Again, you're listening to this on a Monday, recorded on a Sunday. So three straight games he has been scratched as of now. Dean Evson told reporters during morning skate it was because they wanted Addison to play more Uh, to play better defensively, which is probably fair. Addison's strength is his offensive prowess and his strength is the power play hands down best power play quarterback that you have on the team. You don't want goose on there. You don't, I mean, minus today, it actually worked goose being on the point of that power play anyway. um, But Kalen Addison seemed to have a different opinion. Obviously he was not happy with this decision to be a healthy scratch again after that first game, even, but he made it sound like the coaching staff gave him like, a different parting words, a different message than not playing defensively. But personally, me, Kirsten, I would rather have a young defenseman out there struggling than an old defenseman out there struggling. Again, love Alex Galagasi as a human, love John Merrill as a human. 
they both deserve to be riding pine, I think, over Kaylin Addison. I agree 100%. And I was just going to bring that up. So I'm happy you did. Why is Kaylin Addison sitting up in the press box? Meanwhile, respectfully, you have John Merrill out on the ice, allowing goals scored while he's out there, quite honestly, being the worst defenseman on the team consistently. Why has he not been up in the press box, taking a seat for a game or two? Mm-hmm. I mean, Goligoski. I get it. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup, but why is John Merrill still exactly where he is? I have no answer. I mean, maybe because of his hair. Once I found out he was from Oklahoma, like it explained everything I needed to know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just, it makes, you're right. No sense. And, and that was Addison's knock too, is he was like minus 34 or something like that. Right. So he's certainly been out there, but I do, I think, why are you, stymieing these young players from working through the mistakes and yet letting you know the old man ride off into the, I feel bad I shouldn't say like Alex Galagoski is like literally my age maybe like a year or two older so but like you're just you're letting him have his sunset moment and it doesn't make sense to me because they're not playing better because Kalen Addison isn't in the lineup they're playing better because their goaltender which we will get to their number one goaltender uh Philip Gustafson is there that's why they're playing better it's not Alex Goligoski changing tides. Do you think that this is something Dean continues to do? Because now again, it's easy to make the correlation that, oh, well, Alex Goligoski is playing well or the team's winning. So we're just going to keep our lineup the same because we know Dean Evson loves to do that. So is Addison going to be on the the tough end of this while the wild continue to try to get this upswing going? Based on what we've seen this season, I'm going to say yes. And another point that I want to make quickly before we kind of switch gears, it's not like Kalen Addison hasn't been contributing anything to the team. Like he was scoring goals. He was being an offensive player. Granted, yes, he's paid to be a defenseman, but he was still contributing in a handful of important ways. Meanwhile, like again, John Merrill, truly, what is he contributing? I'm sorry. Like I just, I'm coming for him. Um, I'm probably going to be his public enemy number one after listening to this. I apologize. Um, but, and we've talked about how we've loved the aggression or not. Maybe aggression's not the right word, but, um, kind of just how Dean Evison's not afraid to make you sit for a couple of games, but I don't agree with some of the situations such as Kalen Addison that he has done this season. Does it feel like Dean has an MO on players that he healthy scratches or sits? It feels like he he targets younger players. Like he did it to Kevin Fiala last year. I mean, if you recall back to Kevin Fiala basically apologizing to Dean on the bench during that one game when he was sat a few shifts. It feels like he picks younger players to do this with and not the older vets. Mm-hmm. I think he does, absolutely. And I think we've discussed that before, too. It's like he... Again, he'd rather sit the young guy and let the old guy play because he likes that veteran experience. He likes those, the veteran way of thinking. He likes the old school hockey. Dean likes hockey that he played, you know, like he likes the gritty grinding players that he was. And I think to him, that's what he'd rather see. I think that's maybe why Marco Rossi didn't get the fair shot that he wants because, you know, these elite skilled players, I don't know. I don't want to say Dean dislikes them. He just doesn't understand them. That's not the way that he played. And I don't know if he places the same value on it as much as probably he should. Right. Because again, the game has changed so dramatically. It's so much quicker and yes, two way hockey is important, but it's not nearly as important. I don't think 
as it used to be, frankly, because the way that guys can move down the ice and the way that guys can jumpstart an offense is everything in the game today. So, I mean, I think that point, Fred, is is well taken, and I think it's well pointed out, too. I mean, it's very obvious that Dean does have a favoritism toward the vets versus maybe some of the younger guys. And I'm going to go rogue here and bring this up, but the wild are getting a lot younger. Do we think Dean Evison is going to be the answer and have success with coaching these young guys on the bench? I mean, the irony with that though, is like, that's what made him a great AHL coach, right? Is because he was developing these guys, developing guys like his buddy, Freddie Goudreau. So, I mean, it's, it is, it's very curious to see what happens. I'd be lying to say if I didn't think Dean seat was probably getting a little warm at this point in the year, just kind of, where things have shaken out, where they're at with him, um, you know, all of that. I just think that maybe it's not terrible to look around and try think of something new. Bruce Boudreaux is available. I knew that was going to get brought up. I knew <laughs> you were going to say that. Do you think Bruce even wants to at this point after maybe the dust does yes. need to settle more for him? But He loves, loves that role so much, no matter how mean it is to him. He loves it. So... What are you going to do? I'm going to talk about the gentleman that I was mean to at the beginning of the year. People won't let me forget, so that's why I have to keep reminding myself. Philip Gustafson, you guys. I almost asked Dean this post game too, but I didn't really want to set him off yet. I was going to wait till he, they leave town so he forgets about it. But um, Philip Gustafson has to be your number one goalie. I know Dean, for whatever reason, doesn't like to name it, but every team has a number one. And yes, it's great to have a tandem. Marc-Andre Fleury's lost a step. We were getting vintage Fleury for a while there, and the past few games were bad. They were not great. Again, it doesn't all hang on him. There was bad offense, bad defense in between there as well, but some of those goals are goals that Fleury needs to save. On the flip side, Gustafson has been everything. He has done everything the team has asked him to do and some, winning in shootouts, getting the teams into overtime. His, this was his first regulation win in quite some time here on Sunday. Um, I want to call it. It's his net it's his net until he makes me want to yank him and my hair out. You know, like I, it's Gus's net. I agree a hundred percent. I just, I don't know. I think it just, when it comes to flurry, it's hard to imagine them. Let's say again, they get to that postseason because of his resume, them not giving him that opportunity, regardless of how good Gus has done this season. But I just don't see how you can't do that because when Flurry's bad, he's been really bad yeah. this year, especially recently. And I think once you get in a goalie's head too, just being pulled from games, sitting, and just the season he's had as a whole, I think it's definitely not only if he's going through something like just, you know, aging out as a goaltender, but mentally, I can't even imagine at this point kind of what's going through his mind. I mean, I see him on the bench with Gus and he's so support again, Marc-Andre Fleury is one of the greatest human beings. And he it's, this would take nothing away from the resume and accomplishment accomplishments that he already has. This doesn't change the fact that he's going to be a future hall of famer. It doesn't change any of that. It's just, it's, it's been a rough go and not to say that other players aren't to blame for some of those struggles, but yeah, like the soft goal, you can't be letting that, especially at this juncture of the year where Minnesota needs two points almost every night from here on out just to confirm their positioning and, and get closer in the central standing. So you need a goaltender back there that can make the saves again, especially when you're only 
in one goal games, two goal games, whatever it might be. Um, and right now I think all the faith is loaded up on the bus and you know what? I'm ready to take that bus. The only stops that that bus makes is on shooters and pucks. So get on board. That was all not as all good aboard. as it was in my head. Choo choo. That's the train, but same. I keep thinking, I always want to say choo choo because they say all aboard on trains as well. So that's that yeah. makes sense. I can't like sit there and go honk honk. That sounds like a goose. That was really that. good. I, that I thought that was a soundboard. No, I know. I'm I'm really good at like the mouth trumpet stuff. Oh, <laughs> like toots, like that stuff. Oh, I know. It's a secret talent. Oh, uh, okay. Stop uh, the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like he was going to say something important because he unmuted himself and then he's just making trumpet horn noises noises with his mouth. Come here, Fred's Fart Noises live, however, this Thursday at Kelly's Tap House in Red Wing. We'll make sure that he gives you uh, his exclusive toot toots, whatever that might look like, while Kirsten and I uh, rattle on about how terrible our third pairing is defensively and maybe some good sprinkled in there as well. I don't even, I'm not going to don't apologize, Kirsten. You stand strong in your convictions. I know you're nervous to take on this battle, but trust it's me, there's going to come back to me. It's going to come back to me or yeah. like, he's going to hear me. I mean, I'm, a, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, I'd say it to his face. I probably, I don't know how I could, I can't skate, but I'm sorry. I'm just objectively talking. I shouldn't apologize, but I am again, good people. This is just, it's just yeah. business. It's a business women just talking business. Yeah. Women in business. Uh, speaking of business, Sammy Walker joins us as he's taking care of business down in Iowa, waiting for his turn to come up to St. Paul and make an impact. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, Sammy Walker. Joining us now, one of Edina's finest. We won't be too harsh on the cake eater front. A former gopher as well as current Iowa Wild, Minnesota Wild member and piano player, potentially. We've got Sammy Walker with us, ladies and gents. Sammy, what's going on, bud? Not a whole lot. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive right into it. Shout out to your communications team in Iowa who slipped us this little note. You are learning piano. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I'm not very good. I'm I'm in the beginner stage, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to learn and get better. And I've heard that the piano teacher doesn't quite understand maybe why you don't have the dedication and commitment it would take to be a a real classical pianist, if you will. Yeah, I don't. I stop taking the lessons like in person, uh, just because it's hard. We're on the road and stuff. Uh, yeah, so. Maybe YouTube or something. I'll I'll pick up and try to learn. Did you What's tell it? A- yeah, like did you tell your teacher like I I'm working or I have hockey? Like did he just kind of completely like? Well, what do you mean you have to practice? Like, well, I'm following this other path of mine that I'm also dedicated and committed to called hockey. Yeah, well, it'd be hard because like we would have lessons on like once a week, say like Tuesday, and then we leave Thursday till Sunday you know, on the road. And then I get like a day, day and a half to practice. And then I'm not very good when I come back on Tuesday to lesson again. And he's like, well, all right, just try to like 
get this down. I I don't know. He thought like all week I like couldn't figure it out. Um, but no, I never really like told him what I did and, and why I was kind of always busy. But yeah, I had to he stop just, the lessons. He perceived you to be just a lazy person that just <laughs> yeah, didn't care, exactly. basically. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> this is going to be a two-part question, but what's a song that you are hoping you'll be able to learn to play on piano? And also, we were informed you also dabble in guitar a little bit. What's a song you can play on guitar? Yeah, uh, I would say piano. Uh, I started learning Piano Man. I, I know kind of the intro a little bit, but I want to get that down. Um, just kind of all the popular songs um, that everyone can sing along to. But yeah, no, I, I'm better at guitar. I love country music. Um, I like playing, I don't know, Morgan Wall and Luke Combs. But I think my favorite song to play is Five O'Clock Somewhere. Nice. I, I really like to play that one. So you've got all the bar songs then, it really sounds like, right? The ones that everyone's <laughs> grabbing a beer, sitting yeah. on fire, and just yeah, singing to. Campfire. <laughs> yeah, you need the ones that everyone can sing along so they can't, they don't notice how bad of a singer I am. <laughs> so that you're musically inclined on the instruments, just not necessarily on the vocal skills. No, yeah. I, like, I'm not, like, horrible, but if everyone else can sing along, that'd be ideal. Just drown so out. So they're not focused on me. So are you saying there is or isn't a chance we'd see you at a, on a karaoke night? Oh no, I, I would never get up there. I, I think I'd be too nervous. <laughs> Can play in front of twenty thousand fans, but cannot do karaoke. Hey, yeah, no, <laughs> can't do that. Well, you know. But hockey fans are familiar with the skills that your hands do carry on the ice. How's that for a segue, guys? You like that? That was yeah. smooth. Uh, talk about how this year has been. I know they got to catch glimpses of you. You get your first career goal. You get to suit up here in St. Paul, which was a thrill as an Edina native. Uh, but how have things been going in Iowa now as well? Yeah, no, it's been super fun. The guys are awesome, um, which just makes it so much more fun to go and play and um no, it's it's been a blast so far, for sure. How closely do you pay attention? I mean, again, you're a wild fan, I'm sure, growing up here in Minnesota. But now that you're within the organization, obviously your focus remains on Iowa, helping Iowa succeed. But how closely do you still pay attention to Minnesota, especially, I'm not sure if you hear the clamor that goes on up here in the Twin Cities about recall Sammy Walker, recall Adam Beckman, those types of things. Do you hear any of that or do you really try very hard to tune it out and, and not pay too much attention to any ups and downs the wild might be having that could lead to your recall up to St. Paul. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely like uh, watching the wild and, and seeing how they're doing and keeping updated and stuff. But um, I don't know. I try to just focus on what I'm doing down here and um, try to just make an impact down here. And then if I do get the call up, then, you know, I'm going to try my best to help, help them win so um just kind of I don't know focus on on the now I guess and your play has been giving wild fans a lot to be excited about so that probably leads in to the chatter Jesse was talking about but most recently you also were named to the AHL all-star game what was that experience like yeah it was incredible uh, it was so funny just like meeting all the guys from from throughout the league uh especially being able to go to Laval and just experience all that. It, it was incredible. It was a lot of fun. 
Were your hands incredibly sweaty? I hear that that's also a tick of yours when you get uh, nervous. Uh, talk about that. Regal us off with that story. Yeah, I I think I'm regretting saying anything uh, <laughs> about that. But yeah, I know my hands get really sweaty for some reason. And then like, I don't know, guys are like wanting to like, uh, like you shake guys' hands and like, when you, and you meet them and then your hands are all sweaty and you kind of have to like, like wipe it off before you shake their hands. But no, my feet and my feet, I think get more sweaty actually. Um, but yeah, no, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> your poor mom. I feel more sorry for your mom almost than when you were growing up having to deal with all the extra sweatiness and the gloves <laughs> and the skates and the socks. I imagine. Oh, oh I couldn't. Yeah. Cause I, like you get kind of used to it like because you're putting it on every day um but yeah no they she for sure never got used to it definitely stunk up the house and when you're <laughs> traveling in the hotel room you're airing your gear out oh I couldn't even imagine did you have to give the equipment guys in Iowa or even at the U or anywhere an extra heads up like hey take extra care of these there might be a little extra moisture <laughs> no like I like my gloves I wash a lot um and they say my gear actually isn't too bad. Um, so th there are guys that are worse than me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I try to keep, keep them clean. Sammy's going to regret coming on the podcast. I just feel like he's being put through the ringer right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is, We'll just call this Media 101, Sammy. We're just helping you along. You're doing fantastic. Hey, you guys make it seem like my hands are dripping with sweat. Like <laughs> They're not that bad. You know, I'm I'm going to say that's all Jesse right there. It's not me. It's not me. It's it's all Jesse. But I'm um, keeping up with the spirit of talking of your younger self and whatnot. We hear you used to be a little bit of a daredevil. Um, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, uh, I would say my mom for sure thinks that I was more of a daredevil. I don't know. I, I like to just like have fun with things. Um, I don't know, like riding the bike and standing on the seat or I don't even know, going full speed down a hill on my bike, like just doing fun stuff like that, that maybe she was a little scared that I was doing. What's what's the thing that you did that probably gave her the biggest scare? Uh, well, I I was flying down a hill one time and fell off my bike, got pretty hurt. So she was a little scared and wanted me to stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I would always like, yeah, I don't know. I was always just doing crazy stuff like that, I guess. Just being a wild boy to say, at least how many broken bones, stitches, all of that then have you accumulated? Yeah. I've got a few stitches. Uh, I think I broke my wrist once, but that was in hockey. Um, yeah, I don't like. I never got seriously hurt uh, doing stunts and or whatever, but it was definitely a couple close calls. Well, speaking of hockey, obviously Minnesota Wild fan base excited that you chose to sign with the Minnesota Wild, despite being drafted by Tampa Bay. What were kind of what was your thought process in that? I mean, obviously, hometown always has that romance about it, but what made you really uh, want to explore the Minnesota Wild and sign with them instead of uh, Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, I think growing up in Minnesota, it's like you're going to the, the games all the time and you're a huge fan, obviously. And um, just to be able to have that opportunity, I, I think you just 
he had to take it. Um, and it's been incredible. And I'm very happy with my decision for sure. And I mean, you've been Minnesota through and through Edina, the Gophers, Wild. I mean, just being able to stick around in the state of hockey, what is what has that meant to you? Yeah, a couple of my buddies joked like, man, we're never going to get rid of you. But <laughs> it's it's been awesome, like, especially like for my family, just to being close and them being able to come and uh, to the games and stuff. It's um, <clears throat> and your buddies and everything. So uh, it's it's been incredible. It's been a lot of fun. Let's put it on like the scale. What has more energy? Edina's fan base at the state hockey tournament, a um, gopher versus badger game, maybe, or gopher versus, I don't even know, Michigan, or a Minnesota versus Win- or a Minnesota Wild versus Winnipeg game. What uh what's the craziest? Yeah, I would definitely say the wild. I mean, just playing like especially at home in the first home game in the NHL was, I mean, that was so amazing um in high school i mean you you got your parents and everyone else is kind of rooting against you uh (laughs) but the gophers have a great atmosphere but i would definitely say you know playing um in nhl that was that was so special i love that you said high school everyone rooting against you alluding to edina i i'm gonna we're gonna be nice we're gonna be nice to edina here what's something you would say to sell people just on the city of Edina? Uh, I don't know. It's a nice city. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think once you get to know us, we're not that bad. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I don't know. Edina gets a bad rap, I guess. A bad rap because they're the best city in the state. Yeah. One of those type of things, right? Exactly. There, we went, I'm sorry. I'll apologize. We went hard on Edina for like two <laughs> episodes straight. So that's why you're getting the kind version. We're all cake eatered out uh, <laughs> on that, that respect. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of going back to the Gophers and the Minnesota Wild, obviously another Gopher uh, looking to make his way into the organization with Brock Faber. He's got a very similar resume to what you have accomplished. Uh, what advice would you have for Brock? Do you keep in touch with Brock? Have you reached out? Do you guys chit chat any at all? Uh, what's that relationship like? If there is. Yeah, any? yeah no, he's one of my best friends. Uh, most of our communication, though, is sending memes back and forth, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, I, I'm excited for him to to start his career here. Um and he's I mean he's a great player and he's gonna he's gonna do amazing. But no, he's he's one of my favorite people and I'm excited for him to get started. Do you think when you are Minnesotan, because I know Bill Guerin has talked about this when he being a Massachusetts native went to Boston, he felt a little bit extra pressure pressure. Obviously, when Nick Bukestead first came here, all the Minnesotans that have come through, is there extra pressure when you are a native son of our land here in the state of hockey and suiting up for the Minnesota Wild? Or is it just because there's extra family and friends that know you and are around begging for those tickets? I am sure. Uh, is there any kind of difference there, do you think, when you know you're you're born and bred here and uh the fans have known you since you were a kid yeah i think so i mean i think it's just more eyes around you um just because uh, uh, more people know you i guess um and so you, you kind of feel that you, you have to um you know produce and succeed uh but i mean that's that's the fun part um I don't know. It's it's more exciting, definitely, just because all your friends and your family are able to come. Uh, 
So yeah, that, that makes it more special for sure. Are you ponying and- up the money for those tickets or your agents? How are we, how are you working that out? Cause I can't <laughs> imagine that's cheap. Well, it, it was kind of nice. All my buddies, like, as soon as I got the call, they're like, all right, you bought tickets. Like they're, <laughs> they're so excited that uh, I didn't have to get uh, that many, um, which was nice. <laughs> I and imagine. also taking a look too. I mean, you, you come from a well-rounded athletic family and your older brothers having played. So growing up too, having that kind of support, how did that help you not only become a better person or, but player as well? Yeah. No, I think growing up, like, uh, nothing was ever given. Uh, my brothers never made it easy to win. So it kind of, uh, developed my competitive edge, I guess. Um, but no, it was it was super fun. I loved having like the big family and, and growing up in that, and um, having two older brothers that I can look up to, you know, and see their path and and kind of what they went through in their career and just kind of learn from. And um, and if I have any questions, you know, obviously I can ask them anything. So which is nice. So we when can... we, you were playing with them, did they force you to be in net as goalie and just take shots on you, or were they a little nicer to you than that? Uh, I don't know. I, I got that sometimes. Um, I don't know. I would just never win. Like, <laughs> so that was, I don't know. And that would, that would always eat at me. So I always wanted to, to get better and beat them. And then when I would beat them, then I, yeah, I would, I could beat up or something. So, <laughs> but how good does the chirp feel now that you're playing professional hockey here? I mean, yeah. it's gotta be pretty money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been fun so far for sure. Awesome. Well, I know you have a meeting with the team coming up here in just a couple minutes, so we will let you go. But Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time. Best of luck the rest of the season, whether that be in Des Moines, St. Paul, a little bit of both. Uh, We look forward to watching your career play out here. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Sammy for joining us. Uh, gonna have to have him teach me some sort of musical talent just to so we can start a band, the three of us, when Bardon Beauties doesn't work out anymore. Fred's got the mouth horn going. Um, Kirsten and I can pick up some slack. However, I, that, I call dibs trumpet. on the triangle. I played the trumpet back in the day as well. You can I do the triangle. Play the trumpet. I did. Yeah, a little spit valve. Terrible. Um, yeah, I was in oh. jazz band. It's a good time. I used uh, to play the violin. You play the violin? I used to. What an odd band. Trumpet, <laughs> violin, and Sammy Walker on the guitar. And I play yeah. a mean recorder as well. A little hot <laughs> cross buns. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we'll get Sammy in on the band as well. Uh, no one thought, thank you to Alex Lesnar and Benjelison down in Iowa for helping connect us with Sammy. Before we wrap up this week's episode, you guys... So the plan was that Sammy Walker was going to be recalled, but he didn't get that. It was Adam Beckman, which has been good. It's been a good shift. I like the opportunity he's been given with Matt Boldy um, and Jewel Erickson. I think it's got a lot of potential. It's not bad. That's sure as hell. Right. Right. It's not bad. Um, So the up for debate was asking, who would you recall? It was between Beckman, Walker and Rossi. Obviously, they did Beck or, or Beckman, excuse me. But do you think they should be looking at making more recalls, Kirsten, at this point in the year? Like, do you, I mean, I personally wouldn't have been mad if they called up two forwards instead of just one at that point in time when they did, when they were on that egregious losing streak. Um, but I mean, you you only want to shake the boat up so much, I guess, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I still am tiptoeing that line where the Wild are in the playoffs and they're not in the playoffs. The second that they're not, I'm like, blow it up, bring up the younger guys, have some guys sit. And then when they're in the playoffs, I'm like, okay, let's just keep riding this. Like, let's keep seeing if what we have is working at the very moment it is. But personally, I really would have liked to see Sammy Walker get that call up. I think he's earned it. Not saying Adam Beckman hasn't, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I, why not both? Why not both of them? I know. I just, I mean, I kind of, again, going back to what we talked about in the first segment, right? Like, I think you got to get used to the youthful front a little bit and granted I think my worry is that like an Adam Beckman for instance is a career AHLer right and it's kind of what I've even said about maybe Marco Rossi I don't know I don't I don't like saying these things you guys hot take alert I don't right like there. saying but I don't know because you never get the opportunity to see him except for like a hot minute and then you're forcing them to I just I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now either with like, do I want Sammy Walker to be called up in addition to Beckman or do I want them to swap? I just don't Well, it's going to be hard. Let's take into consideration what are we going to do when Felino comes back? Because right now oh, with him out, it's easy to recall somebody and bring someone up, especially when you're sitting Sam Steele. Yeah, Sam Steele's the easy out there. Yes. Put him so on waivers. Wouldn't be the first time this season we've seen that. Again, not being mean, just being calling it like it is. Boss babes over here, like put them on waivers. Like it's no the turning of the tide. This is Jesse's coming of age story. The start <laughs> of the season, you were so high on Sam Steele. Like literally, Let's like kissing high. the ground he walked on My pretty God. much. Now Get you're like, put him on waivers. Here. No, get out of here. Very excited. Find about the Sam receipts. Steele. I don't think I was I will. walking. No, I was. I was not down on him. I saw potential. That potential apparently was not as great as I had hoped it to be. I, and you know what? He did fine for a little bit too. But right now, I mean, if you're not playing, I'm put him on waivers and figure that out and let somebody else step in there. I mean, I do think he has just lost his spot. I don't know how much longer we'll be seeing of him, but. It's tough to say, but yeah, I say bring up the young guys, but I just don't know what domino falls after that when Felino comes back. Would you ever scratch Felino? He is my favorite player on the wild. So it's very hard for me to say. I'm, I am going to say no, I wouldn't. And maybe that's a lot of bias, but I will also say there have been games where he has definitely made a case to be sitting out for a game. Love Marcus Felino. I'd sit him hundred percent. Sorry, Moose. Son, I'm You're sorry. still my favorite player. I'd sit him. I'd sit Jordan Greenway. There are plenty of players that I would sit. I, I think, and that has nothing to do with their lack of production. They're just not bringing a whole lot of anything as of late. Um, you know, and I think we're going to be without Felino probably a little bit longer after he blocked that shot with his knee um, than was expected. But, like, Greenway hasn't been doing a whole lot for me. They had a decent game on Sunday. But, yeah, and I never thought I'd say that, right, that you would sit up Marcus Felino Because, again, he's he's such high energy. He's fantastic. But it's also, like, 
if you're playing this game of if you're not playing well, you sit, then Felino and Greenway deserve to take a spot, a seat in that rotation. But at the same time, what about Ryan Reeves? He really hasn't done too much either. And he was brought in to bring that swagger, Mm -hmm. the Riz, as the kids are calling it these days. But Marcus Felino also can fill that presence, maybe not in the exact same way. Oh, so you want to trade? You want Reeves to sit instead of Felino? Is that I, you're tra- you're prosing a trade? Yes, I am. But Addison, oh, that guy, <laughs> he should be he should be sat. F that guy, Man. not that actually, but oh, it seems that's yeah. the attitude around the locker room lately. Mm-hmm. But no. bold of him to kind of speak out against the coach's decision. It was I don't no think he necessarily. Pitlick, but... I don't think it was necessarily what he meant to do. Mm-hmm. But I still I liked that. I'm sure he assumed that Dean said it that way. And he was like, oh, is that not what he said? Not what he said? Like, it wasn't trying. It wasn't a twisting of words, I don't think, by any means, by our media colleagues. But mm-hmm. no, it's no uh, Rempilic one time, like, went off on on that. So and you saw that is why that. Rempilic what happened to him? is no longer here. That's <laughs> why Rempilic is the gone. The of Rempilic. Well, I want to know what you guys think. Would you sit any other players, whether, again, you want to keep with Addison Steele out of the lineup? Would you move on to bigger name guys that have been underperforming so far this season? Let us know your thoughts in the comments or on our social media channels. As always, follow us on our social media channels. Be sure to come out and say hi to us at Kelly's Tap House in Red Wing, courtesy of sponsors Grain Belt. Uh, speaking of sponsors, shout out to Talk North for featuring us on their network, along with our buddies over at Soda Stick. Don't forget, you can get 15% off all purchases with code Bardown Beauties. If you got some Bardown Beauty swag, I want to see it. Send us your photos. We're waiting to get ours still. So hopefully you have something to share with us. Look forward to seeing you all smiling in those. Shout out to Royal Credit Union, less fee, more free and to Jim Beam. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Don't forget, you can get a nice glass of Jim Beam at all Minnesota Wild home games. Uh, As always, you guys rock. You're awesome. Thank you. Uh, Shout out to the fans that came up and said hi to Kirsten and I today uh, at the game. That was very fun and exciting and always love talking and interacting with you guys. I thought you were going to say something, Kirsten. Um, I didn't know if you were just going to keep rolling with it, but yes, retweet. Like it's, it's awesome getting to engage with you guys when you come out. We love it. So keep doing it. We love to see you guys love to meet you guys. Retweet. I'm going to have to remember that one. Like that's, that's good. Retweet. Like you said it all. Like there's nothing else for me to add. I'll just reiterate it. Or I could just be like retweet. Absolutely. Uh, Again, you guys all rock. Appreciate every single one of you. I will be emceeing the Girls Miss Hockey Award Ceremony coming up this Sunday. So shout out to all the girls high school teams who are wrapping up their season and all the ladies that are up for that award. Uh, We will be back probably next week with our Let's Play Hockey High School Hockey Report, but be sure to check out them for the standings on both girls and boys as we are inching closer and closer to that tourney time here already here for the girls so that'll do it episode 164 bye